Is there another existence beyond the one we know? Is there a life after death? Well, our next guest has been said to be proof of an afterlife, and he has written one of the most talked about books in years. He's a Harvard neurosurgeon who nearly died in 2008 when his brain was attacked by a rare form of bacterial meningitis that plunged him into a deep coma. Yeah, and here's where it gets pretty interesting. Brain scans showed that his neocortex, the part of the brain that controls thought and memory, was completely shut down. But while his brain was not working, apparently his consciousness definitely was, so much so that it caused him to rethink everything he thought he knew about the brain and life after death. Let's find out more as we welcome the author of the New York Times number one bestseller, Proof of Heaven, Dr. Eben Alexander. Hey, Doc, how are you? Fine, how are you? That fascinating story, and let's get right to this. The accepted theory of scientists is that the neocortex is responsible for generating the many near-death experiences that we all hear about, but since your neocortex wasn't working, there's got to be another explanation, right? There, there must be, and in fact, I spent uh, many months uh, going through nine different uh, neuroscientific hypotheses trying to explain how this ultra-real experience that I recalled as too real to be real, how it could have occurred in my brain. And because of the very severe meningitis, I concluded that it, it really did happen, but it did not happen in my brain and did not happen in the physical universe. Now, the experience you describe is amazing. You say you found yourself in sort of a hyper-reality on the wing of a butterfly with a beautiful young woman beside you? Yes, and it was a beautiful idyllic realm. Um, you know, lots of kind of earthly trappings with the flowers and butterflies and this beautiful girl, and of course angels up above and that kind of thing. And the materialists often, or skeptics, often get really hung up in that. And they, they fail to realize that there's a much deeper reality that was the core of that reality, uh, and that, of course, when we hear things there, it's not through ears. When we see things there, it's not through eyes. And then when we try and describe it, um, you know, we're limited to earthly language that has all these kind of earthly words. And um, so the problem is that they kind of miss the point that all of that is real and that people who have been there, others with mystical experiences, near-death experiences, uh, they know what I'm talking about. I know what they're talking about. But it's something that uh, you can't just kind of say that these words limit it to what it really was, and therefore it was way too earthly and reject it, because they're missing the bigger point. Wow. So, so you're communicating without speaking, and you say in the book that together you travel through space and time, at least as we know it, to what you believe to be heaven, and that this, that this woman actually gave you a message to bring back. Right. And the message was... Uh, so reassuring, and it came after I'd spent a very long time in in kind of a murky, unresponsive, monotonous uh, realm that I call the earthworm eye view. So you can imagine being on a butterfly wing in a a lovely valley with this beautiful girl uh, was a far better alternative. And when I first got there, her, her words came right into me, not as spoken language, but as concepts. You are loved, you are cherished, cherished dearly forever. Um, There is nothing you have to fear and nothing you can do wrong. And nothing you can do wrong is complex. It doesn't mean there's nothing we can do wrong in the earthly realm. But in that realm, there there was nothing I had to worry about and nothing I had to worry about doing wrong 
that I would be taken care of. It was most comforting. Wow. You know, you mentioned skeptics a little while ago, and I wanted to ask you, as a neurosurgeon, wouldn't you have been one of those skeptics had well, you heard this story from somebody else? Well, and exactly. And I would have been very skeptical. In fact, if a patient had told me some of these things that I tell in my story, I would have patted him on the back and said, oh, yes, you're very, very sick. Your brain was soaking in pus. I can't even believe that you're coming back here. We were certain you were dead. Um, but the thing is, I know from what I experienced that it was far, far too much to happen in a brain that was really shut down with pus covering the entire neocortex. And that is the crux of the matter. In fact, when I first came back, I didn't remember anything of my life before and certainly none of my neurosurgical knowledge. And yet I remembered very richly what had happened to me deep in coma. And I remember it now, four years later, as if it happened yesterday. And that's very unlike memories from hallucinations or dreams. And with my neocortex shut down, there was no place for such a, a vivid dream or hallucination to occur anyway. Hmm. Folks, we're talking with Dr. Eben Alexander, a Harvard neurosurgeon who, who, who literally had died, essentially, his brain shut down, and he came back to tell a story that he calls proof of heaven. And before we leave the story of the woman that you met, you, you came to believe that she was, in fact, your guardian angel, and although you didn't recognize her there, you've come to believe that she is someone important to your past? Absolutely, and that is a... a tremendous part of my understanding of the whole experience, because uh, initially I wrote down 20,000 words uh, of this rich odyssey, and then I started reading the near-death literature, and I was shocked, first of all, at all the similarities, but also that my father wasn't there. I, I worshipped him. He had passed over four years earlier, and the fact that there was this beautiful girl on the butterfly wing, and I remember her face so clearly that I knew when I woke up and came back to this world that I'd never met her before in my life. And it was actually realizations around those features four months after my coma that just shocked me no end in knowing the reality of this experience. And that's a big part of the book. People will find out the answer to that when they, when they read and why it was so shocking and showed me that this is real beyond doubt. Now, now, having been through what you've been through and knowing what you know, do you believe it'll ever be possible for science to prove what up to now has been considered basically unprovable, or will, be, will believing in the hereafter ultimately always be an act of faith? Well, we can actually all come to know this truth through deep uh, meditation and centering prayer. Physicalist science, you know, our, our modern neuroscience based in physics, chemistry, biology of brain, I no, certainly, will never weigh in pro in terms of the existence of God in heaven, because it cannot. Uh, for one thing, it cannot even answer the question of how consciousness exists, so much less that it could ever explain something like whether God in heaven exists. So don't hold your breath for science to prove or disprove that realm. Uh, that's a crucial part of understanding my bigger message. Uh, and finally, Doc, I think what we all want to know from you, because you were there, you lived it, you, you now believe it, is is do you now fear death? Uh, what is your relationship, your association with, with the place that we're all headed? Well, I am absolutely certain uh, that our spirit is eternal, that spirit and soul are eternal. And in fact, when the brain and body die, our consciousness is liberated to a much higher level. And we're reuniting there with our soulmates and with that higher divinity. Um, 
And death is a transition. It's not the end of anything. Uh, I look at it as an adventure, and I, I will never doubt that because I've seen the evidence of it, as have so many who have had near-death experiences. They don't fear death hmm. because they know that it's not the end of anything. Doc, we've got about 25 seconds. Did you meet God? Is there something? Absolutely, yes. And in fact, this is the same God that each and every one of us knows at the core of our own consciousness, if we turn off that little voice of reason, the ego self-voice in the head, which is not the real us, we can all go in there through prayer and meditation and come in touch with the very same all-loving, infinite God that I encountered on my journey. Folks, it is a fascinating book about the greatest mystery in the history of mankind, a hopeful book, an optimistic book written by a former skeptic, a scientist, and a neurosurgeon who entered this experience predisposed to not believe it, and now he does. It's called Proof of Heaven, and he is Dr. Eben Alexander. <laughs> 